Welcome to the ALUX.com podcast, the place where future billionaires come to get inspired. Today's topic is 15 assets that are making people rich. Hello, Aluxers. Exciting to have you back for another very interesting Sunday motivational video. Most of our community is interested in building wealth, so we took a look at what makes up the portfolio of most rich individuals. This one isn't focused on how to make money, instead what you do with the money coming in to fortify your wealth. Buckle up, Aluxers, you're about to receive one hell of an education today. But first, the super basics. For those of you new to this terminology, you need to learn the difference between assets and liabilities. Assets put money in your pocket. Liabilities cost you money. The more assets you have making money for you, the richer you are. Pretty simple stuff, right? With that said, here are 15 assets that are making the rich even richer. Number 1. Cash Straight up, cash in a bank deposit is earning you interest. Pretty straightforward. The downside is, the interest paid up by banks these days isn't even keeping up with inflation, but cash is still a priority. Apple, the company, has over $200 billion in cash reserves. That's liquidity. So why do rich people keep such a good portion of their wealth in cash reserves? Two reasons. One, being able to access any opportunity that presents itself, which is pretty self-explanatory if you think about it. The deal of your dreams is in front of you, and you don't have the money to take advantage of it. This is one of the main reasons why rich people save cash. And two, the second reason is because they can get higher returns straight from cash deals. Not only do people offer better pricing for cash, but you can also lend money with high interest. This practice is called peer-to-peer -peer lending. If you're low on income and willing to take the risk, there are plenty of platforms out there that offer peer-to-peer -peer lending services. Basically, you lend people your money and they pay you back with interest. The average bank is offering under 1% interest on your deposit, while peer-to-peer -peer lending fluctuates from 7 to as high as 15 to 20 percent. But please keep in mind that if something is too good to be true, it probably is. Maintain a rational mind whenever investing. Number two, real estate. This is a big one. We personally love real estate. Why? Once again, two reasons. One, rent. Money is coming in every single month with a minimum amount of work. If you're a bit smarter, you can take advantage of the technology improvements happening right now, and instead of traditional rents, do short-term rental for higher yields, but it isn't as passive. Two, the second argument is appreciation. Population numbers are going up, even with the coronavirus outbreak, and more and more people need a place to live or rent. The demand is increasing, so prices for properties are constantly going up, and they forever will, making real estate one of the best investments one could possibly make. In terms of real estate assets, you have 1. Residential buildings. People live in your properties and pay you rent. 2. Office buildings. People work in your property and pay you rent. 3. Commercial buildings. Businesses use your space to sell stuff and pay you rent. 4. Land, which can be cultivated, developed, or even left for appreciation. Super important. The house you live in isn't an asset. It's a liability. It costs you money to live in it, while it isn't putting any new money in your pocket. Number 3. Bonds. 
We're going to give you the Eli 5 version of this. When governments or businesses might be in need of cash, they can issue up something called bonds, which gets sold to the interested investors. Through these bonds, the government or the business vows to pay the person buying the bonds a certain amount of money every month. Generally, bonds have an expiry date on them from one month up to 30 years. These are super safe investments because they're mostly backed by the government. But as you probably know by now, low risk in business translates to low rewards as well. Bonds are usually in the 3% yearly return range, which is better than what most banks offer, but not high enough to get a beginner investor excited. When the bond reaches its end, the principal amount is returned to the investor. The main ways people buy bonds are 1. Directly from the Treasury Department, or 2. Through a brokerage firm. Number 4. Stocks Stocks are not as complicated as those Wall Street firms make you believe. Stocks are an easy way for you to own a percentage of a publicly traded business. If a business issues 10 million shares and you own 1 million of those shares, you're a 10% owner in the business. This incredible breakthrough in financial instruments has allowed the average person to own a stake in some of the most lucrative companies of our day with very low entry barriers. Here's how much you need to pay to purchase one share into these companies. There are many platforms out there that allow you to purchase this type of share and invest it in the stock market. The most common and trending platforms for buying and trading stocks right now are Plus500, eToro, Trade24, Robinhood, Revolut, and so on. By the way, we're not affiliated with any of these companies, although they should reach out since it would be a great case study breaking down how to make money using these platforms. We'll keep an eye out for an email. Number 5. Mutual and Index Funds if stocks allow you to purchase shares in a company one by one, mutual funds and index funds bring in multiple companies together so you're buying into the entire basket of companies as a whole. Why is this better? Basically, you're more diversified, so it's a safer investment to make. Statistically, index funds are the best performing asset class. The five most popular index funds are the following, in no particular order. Fidelity Zero Large Cap Index Vanguard S&P 500 ETF SPDR S&P 500 ETF Trust, iShares Core S&P 500 ETF, and Schwab S&P 500 Index Fund. If you want to start buying stocks one at a time, you're statistically more likely to screw up. You're not going to be one of those miracle traders that beats the market year over year. You don't have that kind of info and it's super complicated to try and compete with the big boys. That's where index funds come in. S&P 500 brings together the best 500 performing companies. When a company falls off the top 500, it gets replaced with a new great performing one. The average annualized total return for the S&P 500 index over the past 90 years is 9.8%. Out of the five mentioned, Vanguard is our top pick. Index funds should be in every portfolio of everyone who's looking to build wealth long term. If this is something you're interested in, the best resource available for this is a book by, surprisingly, Tony Robbins called Money, Master the Game, in which all of this is broken down for you. We recommended it to our parents as the go-to resource for retirement. Even better, if you go to alux.com slash freebook and this is your first time signing up, you can get the audiobook version for free thanks to our friends at Audible, who've been so generous enough to continuously support our community, unlike all these other brands we've included in the video. Get the book, listen to it, and you'll understand everything you need to build wealth in a safe and smooth way. Number 6. Equipment 
anything that generates money for you or helps you make money faster is considered an asset. If you're a farmer, the tractor is an asset. If you're a programmer, the laptop is an asset. If you're an Uber driver, your car is an asset. Whether or not something is an asset or a liability changes depending on if it had a direct correlation to the money you're generating. Unless your income is directly dependent on the car, buying one counts as a liability. It's very often that people confuse the two. They try to justify it as an asset, when in reality, they're mismanaging their own finances due to the lack of self-control. You don't need the most expensive laptop on the market to watch YouTube videos. Maybe at some point in the future we'll make a video on the differences between current and non-current assets and how those affect your accounting. But for the time being, we're keeping it simple. Number 7. Patents Patents are awesome. For those of you unfamiliar with them, when you invent something new, you can protect your invention by filing a patent. It's a document that certifies you as the inventor and describes in detail what your invention does. With this protection in place, companies have to pay money in order to use your innovation. If they don't, you get to sue them. Patents are incredibly powerful and valuable in the business world. A single patent can make you rich, and all the best inventions are backed by patents. Just to put things into perspective, here are most of the U.S. patents received last year. And here's the company with the most U.S. patents granted every year. But it's not just big companies that rely on patents. Remember the Slinky? It made over $3 billion in sales. Scott Stillinger invented the Koosh Ball, which got bought out by Hasbro for $100 million back in 97. That animatronic fish you saw on everyone's wall a few years ago called Big Mouth Billy Bass is also worth over $100 million, and the list goes on and on. Magic 8-Ball, Hula Hoops, or anything you've seen on Shark Tank or the Tala Shopping Channel. Number 8. Trademarks If patents protect your invention, trademarks protect your symbols, words, or phrases. It's pretty obvious why this is a big deal when it comes to the logo or the name of a brand, but here's where things get super interesting. If you own a valuable trademark that has a marketable value, you can license it to people to use it for commercial purposes, and they pay you in return. Our all-time favorite story is the one of Michael Buffer, who in 1992 trademarked the catchphrase you can now see on your screen. It's super catchy, entertaining, you know exactly how it sounds, and every single time it's said in a commercial manner, you need to write a check to Michael. Since trademarking it, he's made over $400 million just from one catchphrase. Beyonce trademarked the name of her daughter Blue Ivy Carter before she was born, just to make sure nobody uses it commercially. Trademarks can be local or international, but good luck enforcing it. And just to keep things interesting, one in five U.S. companies says there are companies in China infringing on their intellectual property. This is actually one of the main reasons why China has been growing so quickly, the complete disregard for intellectual property rights. China is stealing over $600 billion in IP from the rest of the world every single year. But anyway, let's get back to the assets that make you rich. Number 9. Brand and Goodwill there are subtle differences between brand and goodwill, but both are super valuable to any business. A brand is the footprint a company leaves in the minds of consumers, what they stand for, and what they present themselves as being. Goodwill is the emotional affection people have towards your brand. A brand is owned. It's an effort the company is making to push a particular image of itself into the marketplace. Goodwill comes from the way the company treats its customers, the positive impact it has on the community, and how grateful people are the company exists. 
Goodwill is super hard to cultivate or scale, but people will literally save companies from bankruptcy because of the goodwill they have for it. There are companies which became incredibly successful just through branding alone. The Kardashian family is a great example of this, but if Kim or Kylie attach their name to anything, they can drive sales like nobody else. We're not sure if Kylie's lip kits are actually any better than her competition, but it made her a billionaire. Also, remember when Kim Kardashian made over a million dollars per minute from her Kimmoji app? That was nuts. Of course, there are other examples that might even drive this narrative better. Take a simple black t-shirt. You can buy them for less than $2 a pop, but put a Disney logo on them and now they're worth $10.99 just because of the intangible value the brand brings to the item. Number 10. People you don't realize just how valuable an asset people are until they leave. Very few people understand that companies aren't actually real. Companies are a figment of our imagination validated by the state. Companies are names, ideas, and the innovation happening under this imaginary umbrella. And who comes up with all of these? It's the people. A single person can shift a company with their ideas. Just look at the impact replacing Steve Jobs with the former Pepsi CEO had on the company, nearly bankrupting what is today probably the most loved technology brand. Digging deeper into Apple, their lead product designer Johnny Ivey designed the products that are now in the hands of billions of people. Then there are the teams that make a company as a whole. There have been cases when bigger companies have acquired startups just to bring those people in. There's actually a term for it. It's called acquihire. Ideally, nobody in your company should be irreplaceable, but the harder to replace some people are, the more valuable of an asset they are to you. So make sure they know they're appreciated. Hire the right people and they'll make you rich. We've been lucky enough to have some amazing people in our team, most of them sticking around since the beginning, and we've enjoyed taking this journey together. Who knows? Maybe someday you'll get to meet them. Number 11. Raw Materials and Commodities the price of raw materials and commodities fluctuates and varies depending on the market. If you're smart about it, you buy it when it's cheap, hold it, and sell it when it's in high demand. This applies to everything in life, from currency to oil to gold to crypto to luxury cars and art. Over the past 15 years, the price of gold has increased by 278%. This might come as a shock to most of you, but we love art as an alternative asset class. Very few people know this, but art has been outperforming the S&P for the past 20 years. This is one of the big reasons why you see wealthy people dropping stupid amounts of money on art, because it's making them even richer. The same goes with vintage cars. While your car is costing you money, some of the wealthiest people in the world are buying rare vintage cars that are quickly appreciating in value. The same goes for other collectibles like luxury watches. Now, before you go and blow all of your money on a vintage Rolex because you read some post on Quora about how they double in value over time, you might want to take a breather. Never invest in things you don't understand. It's one of the most important rules of money. Disobey it and you will never be rich. Number 12. Books, songs, digital courses, information, or content. 
Information is an incredible thing to be selling because it's infinitely scalable. You write the book once and you can sell it a million times. Same goes for a digital course, a song, or any other type of info or digital product. Creating and distributing such an asset increases not only the value of the business, but can make you very rich. We experimented with this firsthand when we launched our first course, Mind Mastery. We spent over one year breaking down what is the most effective and efficient way for business-oriented people to use meditation, and the end product has been phenomenal. It took us a year to create because we've traveled around the world to talk to experts. We did our work. But since the course has been done, we've been constantly selling it. You can go to alux.com slash meditation right now and purchase it if you want to. This concept of creating something once and selling it unlimited times is fascinating to us. So much so that not only are we working on creating new courses, we're looking to publish our first book in the next 24 months. The moment your product is done, your job is to promote it and get it in the hands of as many people as you can. With music, it's even more interesting. Why? Because you only have to get it right once and you can literally be set for life. Gangnam Style is a great example. Psy made over $10 million just from that one song distributed via YouTube and iTunes. Not to mention merch, shows, licensing, and so on. Mariah Carey makes around $500,000 every single year from one hit song you all know and love, All I Want for Christmas. That song alone has made her over $60 million. Number 13. Royalties We've brushed a bit on royalties on the previous points, but there is an entire world revolving around them. The simplest way to put it is, you wrote a book. That's great. A movie studio wants to buy the rights to your book and make a TV show out of it. In exchange, you're getting a portion of the money generated. Let's say the TV show is Friends. You made a ton of money already. The show wraps up after 12 seasons and you're already rich. But it doesn't stop there. There's a term called syndication. It's when a TV show becomes so big, it makes sense to open it up to multiple broadcasters. Keeping up with the Friends example, the cast of the TV show is still earning to this day between 10 and $20 million per year each from the reruns of the show. That's insane. The most recent big hit is The Big Bang Theory, which got a multi-billion dollar deal with HBO to have exclusivity until 2028. Royalties apply to everything that has to do with your intellectual property. Royalties made George Lucas a billionaire. When he proposed Star Wars to them, they didn't give it much thought, assuming it was likely to flop. Instead of paying George $500,000 in director's fees, Fox allowed Lucas to maintain the licensing and merchandising rights. Long story short, the movie's a massive success, and by 2011, the toys and merch have brought in over $3 billion. In order to make up for their mistakes, Disney bought out Lucasfilms for $4 billion, and it took Disney just six years to recoup their investment. Number 14. Unique Rights We wanted to mention this because there are instances where some parties might have an unfair competitive advantage, which counts as an asset. For example, in the U.S., there's something called the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act, which grants Indian natives the rights to all types of gambling activities regulated under state law. Anything from specialty licenses to geographical advantages can be considered as an asset if it grants you a competitive advantage in the marketplace. The church is another example, since they don't have to pay taxes, and this happens all over the world. In Eastern Europe, almost every church is run like a business. They have products, merch, services that cost money, all tax-exempt. The same goes for art museums 
and fraternal organizations. Number 15. First Mover Advantage and Proprietary Business Models Whenever you innovate in a commercial manner, this innovation is regarded as an asset. The App Store by Apple is one of those innovations. The microtransactions in games are a nouveau business model. The fact that Netflix evolved from delivering solid DVDs to a streaming service has been regarded as a very valuable asset for the company. It gave them the edge to capture market share while everyone else was on the sidelines. It took a couple of years for the remaining companies to catch up and now streaming services are everywhere. The same happened to music. You used to purchase physical albums, then digital albums. Now you just pay for Spotify, Tidal, or YouTube Premium. Airbnb disrupted the hotel industry with a new way to rent short-term accommodations. Hey Luxers, your job is to figure out a way to take advantage of any of the assets mentioned in this video and secure a bag for yourself. This was a great podcast today, wasn't it? Thank you for spending some time with us and taking another step toward improving the way you look at life. If you're hungry for more, you can always go to our website, alux.com, or subscribe to us on YouTube. The entire alux.com team wishes you a very productive day.